This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID, the smart choice for MDL implementations. Put citizens in control with Get Mobile ID, fully ISO compliant and UL certified for all transaction modes. Learn more at getgroupna.com. Welcome to AnvaCast, bringing news, information, and expertise to the Anva community. Now celebrating our 90th anniversary. Here's your host, Ian Grossman. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone. I am here this week with a new stakeholder we haven't talked to before. I'm pleased to welcome the first appearance on the podcast, Russ Rader, who is the chairman of the Lifesavers Board of Directors. Russ, welcome to our Amphicast. Thank you for having me, Ian. This is uh, great. I appreciate you inviting me on. So, chairman of Lifesavers, that sounds like a pretty big big thing, the lifesavers of the world, but it's very specifically an annual event dedicated to roadway safety. Some of our listeners will be very familiar with lifesavers, have no doubt attended. Others may not know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So let's start from the beginning. Yep. What is Lifesavers? Well, the Lifesavers Conference, which uh, has been an ongoing conference for more than 40 years now, mm is um, historically uh, the largest highway safety, traffic safety conference uh, in the United States. Mm. Um, It draws uh, typically uh, 2,000 participants. And it's a a conference that is intended to bring together traffic safety experts, practitioners, uh, government officials, law enforcement, to talk about uh, traffic safety, best practices in Mm. reducing crashes, and learning from each other about the best implementations of the things that we know work to prevent crashes and save lives. And so it's a a really important information sharing conference. And one of the things I've always found interesting is it cuts across all the all the pieces. And what I mean by that, and I want you to tell me more, is about it's not just about infrastructure, behavioral, enforcement, it's about all of it. It's about all of it. And we're in the middle of a traffic safety crisis. Mm. And um, so it's more important than ever that we talk to each other and that we we talk about the role of all of those different pieces that you just mentioned, uh, because they all play a really critical role. And it's really important now as we're talking about what's known as the safe system approach Mm -hmm. to traffic safety to bring all those things together and utilize all the uh, uh, the ways in each of those categories, you know, we can uh, engineer our roads, we can uh, have laws that affect driver behavior, um, and we can have safer vehicles, but we need to, in order to make progress, we need to bring all those things together. Mm. And when you talk about that Lifesavers brings together traffic safety practitioners and professionals, tell me, who, who, are the, who are those people? What kind of organizations are they coming from? What's the makeup of the attendees that you see at Lifesavers? Yeah, it's a, it's a wide swath of people. I mentioned law enforcement. Uh, we have traffic safety advocates. Mm. You know, they're so important. They're the, often the um, survivor advocates people who have lost friends or family members in crashes who are really striving to make a difference uh, to uh, turn that uh, tragedy into progress in traffic safety. Um, We have child passenger safety um, specialists who deal with child restraints. Um, We have government officials and we have um, researchers 
who um, have looked at all of these different things that we know are important in traffic safety but aren't always widely implemented. Mm. And you think about things like um, automated enforcement, traffic safety cameras. Mm -hmm. um, we know that they're very effective, uh, but it's, uh, it, it's often dif difficult to implement those things and bring the public along with mm -hmm. you on those things, bring the policymakers along. Um, and the Lifesavers Conference helps um, everybody uh, learn about what has worked, what strategies have worked to implement those programs so that the people who are there can take that back to their communities and, um, and, and use that knowledge. And in that, in that implementing, in the going back, you get attendees of all levels of government, for example. It's mm -hmm. not just, in our world at ANVA, we're very focused on the jurisdictional level of government, state or Canadian province. Uh, Lifesavers, what I've always noticed, is a impressive mix of federal, state, local, county, town, whatever it is. It breaks down those barriers of jurisdiction. Yeah, and that's a really important point is uh, it's breaking down the barriers, breaking down the silos so that we're all uh, talking to each other because often we get um, um, uh, maybe operate with blinders on and uh, don't always see the big picture. Uh, and that's why the safe system approach discussion is so important uh, because it, uh, it takes that, uh, uh, makes that discussion broader about all the pieces that we need to put together to make a difference and move the needle. Mm. And so for those who don't know what the safe systems approach is. Can you expand on that just a little bit more and help educate our audience? Yeah, at its core, the safe system approach is uh, designing our um, traffic system uh, so that if somebody makes a mistake or somebody breaks the law, it's forgiving. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean the cost of somebody's life. If, um, uh, when you think about the things that happen in traffic safety today, mm -hmm. where a pedestrian is struck by a vehicle and, and is tragically killed, what the safe system approach envisions is that you've engineered that road, you've um, thought about the speed limits to lower the speed limits, you've got technology on that vehicle uh, that can detect obstacles and mm -hmm. act for the driver if the driver doesn't react fast enough. And you have all those, put all those things together uh, and the death of that pedestrian doesn't happen. Maybe the crash doesn't happen or it's at least less severe. And so it's pulling all of those things, uh, putting all of those pieces into play so uh, people aren't killed when somebody makes a mistake. The mm -hmm. system is forgiving. And so that is, sounds like this is a theme happening in the conference and other conversations. You mentioned earlier that we're in this crisis of traffic safety, particularly in, in the United States. What are the themes that are coming out of that crisis that you see evolving into this year's the 2024 conference? I think we see the, uh, uh, everyone seeing the importance of um, uh, you know, a broad approach to traffic safety. Um, where you know we uh, implement uh, pieces of the safe system here and there, um, but we're not going to make progress in bringing down uh, deaths and injuries and crashes unless we can pull all those things together. And mm -hmm. Lifesavers is a great way to look at what the best strategies are. We've got um, jurisdictions, cities, states around the country 
who are uh, now thinking about Vision Zero, for example, mm. that there are things we can do. We, sh- we shouldn't be tolerating the level of uh, death and injury that we see on our roads mm-hmm. today um, in this traffic safety crisis. We shouldn't be just tolerating that as the cost of doing business. And there are things that we know can work. And you think about uh, other areas of transportation, like aviation safety. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have uh, plane crashes quite frequently in the commercial aviation air, sure. uh, area. Um, and today, it's, uh, it's rare that there is a major um, uh, crash in the United States involving commercial right. aviation. And that was a concerted effort to bring down uh, to, to, to ensure that all of the systems in the, air, uh, in the air traffic space, in the air transportation space, um, were working together to reduce the hazards. Yeah. And uh, we can do the same with automobile travel. So let me ask you two questions about that. And this is not really lifesavers. This is just now talking you mm-hmm. know, transportation safety, which I know is both mm-hmm. of our passions. Uh, two of the comparisons within comparing the aviation and, and roadway safety. First is that concerted effort happened because of a attitude cultural change or at least focus that this was not acceptable. Mm-hmm. It was not acceptable to have commercial aviation deaths in the United States and therefore we were going to make it so. The culture and attitude is a level of acceptance, a cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. So how does the the opportunity or the challenge of shifting that culture in roadway safety fit into the safe systems approach or even more broadly into the, the strategy of tackling roadway safety? Well, that is the big question and the big challenge, right? <laughs> How do you do that? And, um, and that's really what Lifesavers is all about, is trying to figure out how you do that. And, you know, we see glimmers mm-hmm. of uh, progress and, and hope, really, in this area, um, especially with some of the cities that have had leadership um, that has said, just as you reiterated there mm-hmm. in aviation safety, in the uh, automobile traffic um, space, um, we're not going to tolerate this anymore and we're going to implement strategies to do that. Um, and, we, and we have examples around the country of where real progress has been made. Mm. Um, in uh, Hoboken, New Jersey, which is mm-hmm. not necessarily representative of you know, all cities across the country, sure. but they've taken what they have and they have made engineering changes to the city streets. Uh, they've um, tried to foster a culture of safety in, uh, in the community. Um, they've implemented some things that aren't always popular in, um, mm. in traffic safety um, by restricting traffic, for example, taking away parking spaces, things like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Uh, to make the roads safer. Um, and over a three-year period, they had zero wow. traffic deaths, um, where before they were losing a, a, a lot of pedestrians and cyclists. So it is possible to do this, but as you say, it takes a change of the culture, and so that's why one of the things we try to do is harness the uh, the energy of the survivor advocates mm-hmm. who have been pushing for change in their communities, because you know policymakers um, 
while they may pay attention to data and numbers, that doesn't speak to them in the same way as a mother or father sure. or brother or sister or friend yep. who sits down in their office and says, look, this is what happened in my family. Somebody got killed in a, in a traffic crash that was totally preventable, and, and we need to fix this. Right. And that resonates. And um, we've seen that in a lot of different places with you know, mothers who've lost children camping out on the doorstep of a lawmaker that has the power to yeah. make a change in a traffic law that can make a difference. And so that's what Lifesavers tries yeah. to do. So on one hand, that works. On the other hand, it's sad that it takes that yeah. level of almost desperation mm -hmm. to get attention to make changes that can be, can be made. But I want to go back to the other piece of my aviation question, and it's funny because you mentioned technology earlier about technology and vehicles that can make things safer. Um, this is not an original Ian idea. Others have mentioned this, but I want to get your reaction to it. One of the ways we made progress in the aviation space was when one company found something to make aviation safer, it was shared. It was a very much of an open platform to make all aviation safer. On the vehicle side, particularly with our automobile manufacturers, it's a, a point of competitiveness that if they have a better widget for safety. Now, the good news on the culture side, the fact that they are marketing based on safety, right? There was not long ago where any car ad would be about how fast can the car go, and now we're seeing more about how safe the car can be. That's a good sign in culture. Mm -hmm. But the idea that they are developing ways to make vehicles safer and not sharing it with each other, again, just drawing that comparison versus the aviation story. What, if you've noticed that, any thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I mean, I think we're uh, in areas where um, we have strong data that shows something works. I'm thinking an example of that is automatic emergency braking mm -hmm. in vehicles. Um, that spread very quickly across the fleet uh, because manufacturers didn't hold that as an exclusive, um, as an exclusive proprietary uh, technology because the, the d data showed it was, was so compelling that it worked. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is also where you need to have a vigorous active regulator mm. who is uh, driving these kinds of technological changes and in the vehicle space that's the National Highway Traffic Safety mm -hmm. Administration um, and we need to have them firmly involved in 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 um, in, in driving some of this um, and there's so much technology out there yes. in, in, in technology that is coming uh, you don't want to stifle it but you, by putting in regulations that are too prescriptive. Um, but I think there are things, there are examples like the um, voluntary commitment that the automakers uh, reached with uh, uh, USDOT and IHS to push automatic emergency braking out there faster, mm -hmm. even though there wasn't a regulation for it. I think that's a model yes. for how we can do some of this, that's these great. things and share it across the fleet rather than holding it, uh, holding it back. And is the, the, that vehicle side from the manufacturing side, is that participatory in the Lifesavers Conference? Do you get engagement from that community? Yeah, that's one of the important, we call them tracks, they're categories mm -hmm. of, um, of the workshops that we have. We have more than 70 workshops every year, wow. and the vehicle manufacturers are a part of that. There's a vehicle safety section where we talk about all those things. Um, 
And if you think about how much progress we've made in um, traffic safety, the vehicle side has been one of the success stories in terms of protecting mm -hmm. people inside the vehicle and now having technology that can help protect people outside the vehicle. Mm -hmm. uh, that just moves very quickly and it's been, um, there's been a tremendous amount of success there where we haven't had the same level of success is implementing those um, policies at the state and city level mm -hmm. that are almost the low-hanging fruit in dealing with speed, impaired driving, seatbelt use, mm -hmm. all those things that continue to be big problems that we haven't solved. And so how does how do you tackle that with a new approach in life, the Life Service Conference where in many ways you're preaching to the choir? Mm -hmm. Right? Everyone, there's 2,000 people that are coming there, they want that change, they believe in the change, they've been trying to make the change, and yet they sometimes hit a brick wall of a, of a policymaker or whatever gets caught up in the sausage making. Mm -hmm. How does being engaged at the Lifesavers Conference, how do you tackle it from that different angle to give people new tools to not go back and have that same hamster wheel of trying mm -hmm. to get policy change that seems like low-hanging fruit, Everybody come to Lifesavers would agree mm -hmm. to it, but they mm -hmm. got to get someone else to agree to it. Yeah, and I think the thing that happens at Lifesavers that's, that's uh, so extraordinary is people get to see um, how somebody else did it. Mm -hmm. You know, what was the strategy that you used to get to this? Sometimes it involves um, a major policy change. Sometimes it involves the engagement of those survivor advocates who are so important. Um, but... Uh, but people get to see how and where things actually came together and worked, and they can take those strategies hopefully back to their own community mm -hmm. and, and implement it there. Um, it's, hard, it's, it's hard in a lot of ways. It yeah. really is, especially when you run into those roadblocks where there are policymakers who don't want to um, uh, take a step that might be unpopular. Um, but there's also a lot of work that happens to uh, encourage um, the federal government, for example, to support things that mm. uh, local communities want to do. Um, I'm thinking about um, efforts to, you know, design safer streets mm -hmm. uh, from the get-go, um, the work that AMVA does to help with, um, with uh, all of those engineering strategies. Um, there, there is help out there to help to get people uh, to the place where uh, they can make a difference, even though it, it's not always a perfect solution, but it's one step. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned now a couple of times, federal leadership, federal regulatory bodies. Uh, how does the USDOT or other federal leaders fit into the strategy of the Lifesavers event? Are they playing a role? Are they a participant? Yeah, they play a really important role. And, and uh, orga organizations uh, like IHS, like uh, AMVA from the Motor Vehicle Administrator side, and they all play a role in this conference in helping people to, um, to strategize and think about the best practices. Um, I think that there are, you know, there, uh, the, the role of the federal government is really important in putting those uh, incentives in place to help people implement programs at the state and local level. Um, and they're also important in helping identify uh, the 
places that are having that that are, are are making progress and having success. So, for example, in the Lifesavers Conference, we have um, uh, a planning, a volunteer planning committee for all of the different uh, Lifesavers workshop mm -hmm. uh, categories, um, including the federal government and um, and uh, AMVA and IHS and the Governor's Highway Safety Association, and all of those organizations are working to help identify those um, strategies that work the best and the communities that are having success to share that with the broader conference. Mm -hmm. And so you're right, we've been involved, AMVA's been involved with Lifesavers for many years. We've uh, attended, we've had speakers, I think we've uh, exhibited most most years yep. in recent years. Mm -hmm. uh, and this year we even have a member of the AMVA team, well the past couple of years, has been on your board mm -hmm. that you're, you're the chair of. Brian Orsino, um, he does a terrific job, and so it's um, we have tried to uh, have a broad range of voices um, on the board and on the planning committee, um, so that we can get, get do a good job of capturing um, all the different perspectives. Yeah. Um, and so you know, it's um, it's really gratifying to me to. Uh, and, and a learning opportunity for me as people are, are uh, bringing up ideas and imparting their knowledge on the whole conference um, as volunteers. I mean, this yeah. is not no paid positions sure. on the Lifesavers, uh, in the Lifesavers conference, but it is, uh, it shows, I think, the passion that a lot of people have for traffic safety yeah. and trying to make a difference. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the board, uh, and I know through Brian's involvement, was engaged with more than just planning this year. You've been looking at a multiple-year strategic mm -hmm. approach, strategic plan. Yeah. Is there more about that that you could share? Is it still under development and uh, nope, <laughs> not ready for it. prime time? No, we have it. Uh, we have implemented it for the 2024 conference, which will be in Denver this year. And it's really about focusing on, first of all, making sure the conference um, is, um, is, it provides the latest um, best practices and action items that people can take back to their communities mm. first and foremost, um, so that it's bringing in the latest research and the latest um, uh, action plans that people have for, um, for uh, preventing crashes and saving lives. Uh, we want uh, a diversity of, of, uh, of, uh, of opinions and a, 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 a diverse um, group of uh, panelists in the workshops um, so that we're covering, um, you know, we have a crisis in highway safety, but it's, it disproportionately affects certain populations more than others. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the uh, pedestrian uh, crash problem, mm -hmm. um, the, the toll of that um, often disproportionately falls on communities of color. Um, and so we want to make sure that we are covering all aspects of, um, uh, of the problem and some of the unique ways that we need to address them in urban areas where um, sometimes the uh, planning for things as basic as sidewalks has not been um, very good over mm -hmm. the decades. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, it's, it's, a way, it's a way to tackle all of those things. And I think that um, the, the, 
we want to make sure that the, the conference is sustainable over time, so we want to make sure that we're bringing in uh, not only um, a, a diverse group of speakers and participants, but also the exhibitors who um, mm. help mm -hmm. um, to offset the costs of the conference by exhibiting their, yeah. um, e exhibiting their products at the conference, which is a great way for people to learn about uh, what, uh, you know, what types of, of traffic safety um, uh, how uh, different kinds of systems that are available out there like traffic safety cameras can contribute to um, to programs in highway safety. What size exhibit hall do you normally have at Lifesavers? How many different exhibitors do you normally have? We usually have, have about 80 exhibitors. That's pretty good. Yeah. And that, you know, so you gave just a, one example there of the type, say, a safety camera mm -hmm. provider, manufacturer. Give me a few more examples to really paint the diversity of what someone might see at an exhibit hall. Yep, we have nonprofit organizations who are exhibiting. Like AMVA. Like AMVA, <laughs> like IHS. We have, uh, we have uh, um, child passenger uh, seat manufacturers. Mm -hmm. um, we often have um, uh, exhibitors from the alcohol interlock uh, mm, industry. Sure. Yep. Um, and we have uh, a variety of different manufacturers who do um, uh, do engineering, um, uh, build engineering systems, or mm -hmm. uh, work in the engineering space, um, and so it's really quite a diverse group of of, uh, of exhibitors, and it's an integral part of the conference in that we try to create space for people to be able to interact with sure. the exhibitors throughout the conference. How long of the conference is Lifesavers? I mean, um, it's usually um, uh, a full four-day conference. There are some things that go on um, prior to the conference. Some of the child passenger safety advocates have pre-meetings before the conference. Sure. Um, but it's also a great opportunity to enjoy the uh, city where we hold the conference. And in 2024, it will be in Denver. So. Oh, okay. Very good. Are you going to be in the, the Denver Convention Center? Yes, Denver? we'll be in the Denver Convention Center. Excellent. And last year we were, or this year, earlier this year in April, we were in Seattle. How far out, how many years out do you uh, plan and choose locations? About five years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you have to plan and sign contracts and tour potential yep. uh, future cities well in advance. Um, and I guess with 2,000 people, you mostly have to go to cities that have convention centers yes. to accommodate that. You can't go to somewhere because mm -hmm. it's got a great hotel at 2,000 right. people. Right. It starts to limit your, your choices. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. And I know that this year in Denver, our chair of the board, Spencer Moore, is going to be a panelist on what I believe is the closing plenary session mm -hmm. of the conference. Yes. Um, I know I've read what the session title is but i'm forgetting it now on the spot i don't know if you remember it or you know the theme of that of that session well we're going to do a, the opening plenary and the closing plenary are going to be related in that they're uh, sort of bringing the safe system approach and vision uh, vision zero to yep. life and try to trying to pull it all together okay for people um and i know we're going to be uh you know trying to highlight the workshops that cover the different um topics in that area um, and I think it's going to be really exciting because um, one of the things that we're going to talk a lot about is um, the programs in the past that were really successful, mm -hmm. like the Click It or Ticket program for seatbelt sure. use, for example, um, 
all the progress that we made on reducing um, impaired driving uh, with Mothers Against Drunk Driving mm -hmm. and all the work that they did, um, the critical um, partnership with law enforcement, um, we need the uh, police uh, involved in the work that we do because we know that the most effective, effective traffic safety prog programs involve that education, engineering, um, enforcement, um, all those things need to work together. Um, and equity is a big part of that too. Yeah. Um, but I, I, uh, I, I, it's gonna be um, a way to, uh, the conference is gonna focus on those things in a way that I think is gonna be very you know, eye-opening for people in how all of those things can work together. And you see that as a shift from past conferences? Um, I think it is, uh, it is a slight shift in the sense that, you know, we're trying to weave a tapestry here. Um, so often, I think in the past, um, you know, we focused on law enforcement strategies over here and engineering mm -hmm. strategies over here. Um, and, I, and there's going to be an effort now to tie all of those things together for people um, because we, we 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 know what what we're doing now isn't isn't working because mm -hmm. traffic deaths have been going up and up. You know we have forty two thousand deaths um, in twenty twenty one, and that was ten thousand more than the horrible toll we had ten years earlier. Yeah. Um, and so um, we you know we have to turn that around, and if what we're working what we're doing now isn't working. What is it that we need to do to right. to, to double down on uh, strategies that uh, and learn from the past to implement things today? Because clearly something is not working, and at the same time, what's causing these crashes and numbers to go up are not new challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the, you think about the things that plagued us, um, you know, four decades ago when the Lifesavers Conference started: mm -hmm. um, impairment, lack of seatbelt use. Um, distracted driving, even though right. we didn't have cell phones back then. Different distractions, but Different distractions, distractions, right? Um, and and speeding. Yep. Um, we've made some tremendous strides in 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 improving the situation in some of those areas, um, but in many ways we've gone in reverse. Yeah. Uh, after making so much progress over decades, and we need to figure out how to how to change that. Yeah. 2024 in Denver. Yep. Now that everybody has listened to this and is excited and wants to come back or go for the first time, where should they go to get more information? You can go to the website, and that includes all the information, including the the hotels and the registration information. Registration uh, open? And registration will be open soon. Um, and um, it's a great conference. I really encourage people to, to participate and come. Excellent. Great. Well, uh, we are committed at AMVA to continue to support Lifesavers. I haven't personally been able to get there in a few years, but as an organization, um, we recognize its importance. We're glad that Brian can contribute on the yep. board. Mm -hmm. We're super excited that our chair, Spencer Moore, can be a part of it himself this year mm -hmm. and look forward to continuing our collaboration together. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your support. Um, we couldn't do it without the support of organizations like AMVA, and we're so, so grateful for that. Right. Well, Russ, thanks for spending some time with me today. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks to our producers, Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Till next week, everyone, stay well.
Thank you for joining us for AmbaCast, hosted by Ian Grossman, produced by Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin, music by Gibson Arthur. This episode was brought to you by Get Mobile ID by Get Group North America. Visit us at amvacast.podbean.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.